The passage you heard is coming from scripture, Seva Sattana, Upanishad. It is a part of the Veda. The language was Sanskrit. That's why I didn't understand anything. <laughs> Basically what it says, the king, Ketu, asked to his court priest, what happens to our afterlife? And he says, the song says that there is only, there is no other way but to go back to where from you came. And he says, what happens? How I can go back to, to where from I came? Then he says, you have to leave all your wealth, all your parents, all your brothers, sisters, and you go back to the star from where you came. There is no other way. Na panta. No panta means there is no road. That's it. You have to go that way. This is the scripture. Well, I... I am supposed to tell me why or how I came to here in Shreveport. So I have a little, uh, I have to tell something about myself because, so I was born uh, and raised in India in a Hindu Brahmin family. Now what is Brahmin? So there is a story about the Brahmins. Brahmins are at the top of the tier. Perhaps you have heard there are caste system in India. Brahmins are at the top of the tier. They are the intellectuals. They read Veda. They interpret Veda. They teach people, and that's what their function. So the the uh, uh, the, the way it happened that uh, that I came down in the late August of 76 and landed in Sripur to join LSU Medical School to teach medical students, residents, and fellows in pathology of diseases. My family arrived later during the Christmas. After settling, I made some inquiries about churches in Sripur. I came to know about UU by word of mouth, I knew from Cleveland, Ohio, about EU Church, and they had one of their two, and our family sometimes attended the church during Indian festivals, and we liked it. Therese is Swiss Protestant, and is from Switzerland. I was interested in religious programs at the church for the C and I, both were interested in the religious programs for our children, she took quite active interest and part in those services since we were looking for our children's spiritual development. This gave us me an opportunity to support a liberal religion in the Sriport area. In the world organized court 
and conduct of ethics of behavior was practiced 600 BC in India. When the Aryan race came and settled between the Ganges and Jamuna, they made rules. They divided, the caste system is basically is divided on what they do. Like, for example, there are four main caste systems. One is the Brahmin, that's the top, I told you. Next is the Khatriya, they are the kings, they protect the territory. Third are the traders, they do the business. And fourth are the Sudra, they help all the other activity. That's how the society was constructed. It, there is no taboo. The only problem is you cannot move from one caste to other easily. You can, but you have to do sadhana. Sadhana means you have to uh, do a lot of good stuff to, to, to get there. Now, Hindu religion was, it is not a religion really. It is a way of life. The, the Hindus, they, when they were making up the, this, this order in the, in this, because they were the nomadic people. They were Aryan nomadic people and going around. So when they were making that, these things were told to them by vision from God. God gave them the vision that what way you will organize yourself. And so, Christians and Islam, they think that the Hindus are polytheists. They worship everybody. But that is not true. We worship only one God. He has many manifestations. We believe that each of you has a, 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 a little amber of that God within you. That's why when we meet you, we always fold hand. We don't fold as a man, we fold the inner part of you, the God who is residing there. So, so, one thing I would like to clear up here, that, that other religions, Buddhism in India, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, all these religions, if you read more carefully, you will find there are glimpses of Hindu philosophy there, embedded in it. And that's why the Hinduism is called mother of all religions. And, and the, and the practice of, of Hindu, I said that it is a way of life, how you spend your life. You are supposed to do good deeds while you are alive, and when your time comes, then you go back to where from you came. <clears throat> well, with this little background, I will say that sometime I had signed the book in the late 70s uh, for become a member. Reverend Barton Carley was the minister at that time, he was a wonderful man and a good minister. 
we loved Carly. The day I entered the sanctuary, I saw Hamdi, a Muslim from Carthage. He was sitting right there in that corner. A Buddhist gentleman, he is still here. He teaches you meditation, how to do meditation by Buddhist way. I felt relaxed and comfortable here because people were very nice and they were welcoming. You will know the church's motto just we had affirmed that you don't have to like but love. We love each other. Even unknown people who we have never met, we love them and welcome them. So, uh, so this church, because it was a non-creedal and non-dogmatic and a welcoming church, it reflects what we Hindus believe in our heart. We had an accomplished guru, Sri Paramhansa Devi Dev in India, in Bengal, from where I come, who had practiced in his life all major religions, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, then, and, and Buddhism. And he came to the conclusion that religion is that what you believe by is very personal in your life. It is like the cloud drops rain on the mountain top. Water flows down in many streams, but all meet in the ocean. So all religions are same. All are seeking salvation. In my family, me, my wife, and four daughters have following persuasions. I am Hindu. Therese is Swiss Protestant. Sima is EU. Joya is Judaism. Maya is agnostic. Tara is thinking about where to go, but maybe she's leaning towards you. And we all live in peace. Thank you for listening to our story. Anyone who wishes to shout the Mula Mantra, Mula Mantra means root, word, to, to connect with God, you can chant, I will chant also. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, you can chant with me. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Om Shanti, peace. Well, good morning.
Um, my name is Ginger Lowe, and Barbara asked me to talk for about three minutes on how we came to this church and what it means to me. And I'll just say at the outset that I can't speak nearly as fast as Amanda Lawrence. So, <laughs> so I'm going to have to limit my information to get in under the three minutes. Uh, Scott and I first came to All Souls, as Barbara said, in 1986. And um, I had heard some people talking about the church, some friends, and since it was 1986, we didn't even have a personal computer. So we looked at, we looked up Unitarian in the dictionary and kind of liked what we read. And so we gathered up our two young daughters at the time and went out. This is when they were meeting at the Cedar Grove Church. Uh, we were sharing a church with a Methodist church out there. And we liked all the people that we met and we loved the sermon that we heard. And so, we came back several times and joined, and we've been coming back ever since. So that's how we got here. Um, I've had a lot of volunteer jobs out here over the years. I was chair of the social committee. I've taught RE a lot of times. I've worked on a lot of silent auctions. I was president of the board at one time. And just you know, so you know, RE so far has been my favorite volunteer job out here. <laughs> and I'll talk a little bit about that now. Um, why I love All Souls. Um, I can't go into all of the reasons because of the three-minute thing, but first of all, I really do love our RE department. I think our children are getting a very good religious education out here, thanks to Susan and the Religious Education Committee. Um, they learn about um, world religions, their Judeo-Christian heritage. They learn their Bible stories, and I've learned a lot. I was raised Methodist, and I think I just probably wasn't paying attention, but I didn't know any of my Bible stories, so it's been good for me. Um, and there's an emphasis on what these stories mean to us, you know, the the importance of them and what they teach us and how we live our lives. So I think that's good. So parents, when we sing the children out every Sunday morning, you can rest assured that the, our kids are getting a good religious education. Um, second, I love what we say uh, at the beginning of our services every Sunday morning, and I can't go into all the different things, but no matter who you are or where you come from, your identity, your ability, your background, your history, your age, your sexual preference, no matter who you are, you're welcome here, and we're glad to have you. And we, I feel like we don't just say these words. I feel like we really mean them. Um, I think we're a compassionate, accepting congregation, and I think the Shreveport-Bossier community needs a congregation like that. Um, and finally, I love that Unitarian Universalists everywhere are encouraged to ask questions and to disagree and to, you know, find their own truth. Um, there used to be a T-shirt out here that was very popular, and there are probably some floating around, but on one side was a flaming question mark, and on the other side was the words, were the words, the answer is to question. And I think that's really true. Um, 
And at this point in my life, I think that I'm probably never going to find the answers to all the questions I have, you know, but I, I feel like as long as we're all asking questions and seeking our own truth and on a spiritual journey, and we all help each other in this and support each other, I think things are going to be just fine. So um, for that, those three reasons and many more, I, that's why I love All Souls, and it's why I continue to support it and will continue to support it for many years to come. So thank you. Good morning. I haven't done any public speaking since I was in college eons ago when I took Speech 101, so here goes. Barbara uh, asked us to tell a little bit about our histories and what brought us here and why we stay. So um, many, many years ago, I knew a man by the name of Bill Massey uh, who happened to have been one of the two architects who designed the original UU church on the Shreveport-Barksdale Highway. You all know that building, that little A-frame building, which has had many incarnations. Uh, now I think it's Cindy's sex shop or something, I don't know, something like that. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, he was, he was one of those fabulous, fabulous men who was also a, a free thinker. And I had had a Catholic school background, so um, I remember being slightly shocked when he used the word agnostic about himself. And um, he also said that designing that church had been one of the most meaningful things that he had ever done because this was the only religion that he could actually ever think of being a part of uh, because it stressed spirituality and service to humankind rather than creedal forms. So that fit right in with, with, his, with the way he was thinking. Anyway, so I filed that away in my brain, uh, and there it stayed throughout my life as, as a military officer's wife, uh, and the mother of three children. All this time we traveled a lot and I met so many people from so many diverse backgrounds. Um, and I, I've always said, in fact, I told Susan this, that that, uh, that process, really more than my university years, um, was my real education. I, I was Southern raised, so making friends from all parts of the country and being exposed to their ways of thinking was really mind expanding for me. But uh, I really think that the forces for me, uh, for my mind expansion, were in place long before I became an adult. I became an adult. I was an only child and I was alone much of the time. And consequently, any of you know me, I mean, I, I, I was a voracious reader and still am. So books finally led me to an understanding that we are all fundamentally the same. And the things that divide us are cultural. And this is, this is the vital point to me, including, of course, the religions of the world. This idea has also been deeply reinforced by, by, by my 
going around and, and really traveling the world a lot. Um, but I gotta tell y'all that all the literary fiction, the psychology, the philosophy that I read led me also into the very deep waters of doubt about a God who is invested in each of us personally. To this day, I remain an agnostic. This fact alone makes being a UU the only honest path for me, the only honest choice for me. So later in my life, later, I, I lived in Austin, Texas, and, and my liberal ideas about our common humanity were solidified um, by my work with AIDS patients there. They all happened to be gay, and a couple of them were really heartbreakers. Um, they had rare spirits, and they died much too soon. Interestingly, shortly after I came to All Souls, we became a welcoming congregation, which fit exactly into my set of values. Um, so I'm glad that my friend Bill Massey, the architect, introduced me to a religion that I had never heard of before. But because I was into studying piano, singing and writing songs, and trying to understand parts of my past, it took a lifetime for me to finally get here. Now that, now that I'm here, <laughs> I'm committed most of all, as you all know, to this choir. It gives me a joy that, that is absolutely impossible to describe. Um, and Barbara and Susan work so hard to help us make the fine music that we make. You know, I, I absolutely love it and I highly recommend it. Finally, without this church, I would have missed out on some interesting and sometimes wildly eccentric people. You know who you are. <laughs> Oh, and some really wittily intelligent conversations. Um, but most of all, I would have missed out on the chance to get a, a tiny glimpse, just a tiny glimpse, uh, into some of your souls and feel connection to you and acceptance from you. And for this, I thank you.